2: Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Football Show. I am Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. I am joined by Brijesh McDowell and, of course, Eric. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Good. Good. It's, it's nice weather these last couple of days. So. It's been yeah. Nice.
0: Yes. Yesterday it was beautiful. Yeah. In the afternoon at least
2: yeah i really enjoy that post of uh of the printer in your cat i thought that was that was really well put so like <laughs> so does that mean that your cat believes that any machine will give it give it treats is that
0: uh pretty much yeah yeah she used to be she used to be scared of the thing and would like freak out as it was printing out paper but uh yeah, she just sat there and stared at it yesterday. I printed one whole page and she wouldn't like come anywhere near it. And as soon as I turned it off, she just sat there and watched and stared and waited. <laughs> I turned the thing on like once a year. I had to print a fishing license yesterday. That was cool. That was the extent of it. But um, right. yeah, it was if kind of. If you're over
2: if you're over 17, you need to fishing license.
0: Yep. So yeah. And you need to I bought it online. Uh, and it says that you can just show it on your phone like if you get stopped. Oh, really? okay, but well, that's good enough. That's what one part of it says. But then if you open up the PDF file with like the license on it, it says that it's not valid until printed and signed. oh <laughs> <So>, like <laughs> fine, fine. Print. so like 30, 30 minutes before I had to leave, like, okay, guess uh, I'll plug in the printer and uh <laughs> brutal. And that's
2: how they get well. you
0: yeah and i i don't want to be that person who the dnr is like um hey (laughs) actually i can't wait
2: i can't wait till like you know how like who's the who's the the sheriff that has like the has like a life show feed on facebook right
0: oh sletcher Yeah. yeah
2: i can't wait till the dnr does that uh, that's just
0: <laughs> be fun. i can't wait
2: that'd be funny that I mean, would like be like hey you don't got a fishing license you you're you're fishing without a license as it's just gonna turn into another animal planet show and i can't yep. wait to get through that exactly just be able yeah to watch we, that. just like my when, aunt's
0: place she's like i've never ever seen the dnr out here but if you do not have your shit ready they're gonna show up that's <laughs>
1: yeah. right that's the like, yep that's exactly. it true that is <laughs> the tempting fate always yeah, that's
2: right they got those little drones everywhere in the trees and <laughs> all the everything they're just they're just trying to just to lure you mm-hmm. yeah yeah I've, I've i've watched enough animal planet and like that's yeah. DNR shows that i know that i have to have my stuff ready but yeah
1: yep. well i'm coming to you all live from the booming metropolis of uh, whitewater wisconsin Here in my my in-laws little den so had a pretty active morning got up early and actually beat my alarm i thought i'd Try maybe sleep into like seven, which I know that sounds like not sleeping in probably to a lot of people listening, but that's sleeping into me. Nope, Uh, internal alarm said six o'clock. Let's move. So I was like, "All right, I guess I'll go on a run." (laughs) So I went on a run. (laughs) It was great. It's always fun to explore the little towns, you know, uh, make get get good sweat going while you're doing it. Um, I've I've been you know I've been here many times, but I haven't spent a, a lot of time. Just outside of town, and you know all these little small towns. I have like their 150 whatever year old cemeteries. So I was like, I'm gonna go say go go pay my respects to to those that have passed and and do some intervals while I'm there. And I didn't realize how deep this thing is. And so I probably added another half a mile onto my run kind of by accident <laughs> like i wasn't intentionally <laughs> doing it because i just kept going and it kept taking me deeper and deeper and deeper further out. and the entrance that i took like i looped back around and I, I basically had to backtrack like a good i don't know quarter of a mile or something like that i mean it was a good 15 minutes before i got to back to where i started
2: <laughs> wait well, let me get this straight live Victor, and learn you voluntarily ran through a cemetery
1: I mean, it's like it's bright. It's like you know, it was like seven. No, but you
2: Terry ran, decided yeah. it was cool to run through a cemetery. Right. Yeah,
1: man. Like D- Denmark changed my entire outlook on like passing time with los mortos because I that's what they do, and I I learned through the Danes when I was there. So now I'm like, let's go say hi to the to the mortos and you know get some work that's
0: done. Been- <laughs> When my mom was a kid, they would go down to the the family like cemetery plot in Prior Lake and like have a little picnic right there. And yes, like, that it used to be a thing. Yeah, I, I got
1: when a couple of the friends that I ended up meeting at the, what that Danish cemetery when they thought out I played guitar, they were upset with me that I didn't bring my guitar. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't even know this was a thing. I guess I'm bringing my guitar next time. <laughs> nice. So yes. Yeah. so, yes, Rodrigo, I, I commune with the spirits while, while uh, getting some good cardio.
2: Make sure you say each then. Every time <laughs> uh,
1: should we get rolling? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I'll briefly hit some things from last week. So, I went to the Minneapolis City match against uh, Peoria. Uh, wasn't great. I mean, it was one another two in a row that week, in fact, where I arrived – not too late. I was just like, maybe five minutes late and still missed a goal. It was already one nil Peoria when I got in there. And then they scored another one in the second half. Um, it, it was kind of hard to watch. There were lots of turnovers and they were just having a really hard time keeping possession. Um, so unfortunately, still winless. But I guess the big narrative here, though, is is me biting it on my bike on the way. Um, I it was I was so close to, to the to the stadium there. And I was, I was taking a turn really fast on Augsburg campus and there's those grates right next to, like the water grates next to the curbs. And just, I, I, I kinda had, I started laughing thinking about all the universe probabilities that like had to hit to make this thing happen where I, I turned my handlebars at just the right angle to have the, my front tire perfectly line up with one of the grate lines and have the exact momentum on the turn to then send my bodily momentum forward and into a jiu-jitsu roll over, over the handlebars. It's just all, all the little things lined up and it all happened in like two seconds. And I was like on the ground. Um, but it was, it, you know, it looked way worse than it was. Like I, I popped right up. I was checking for broken bones, but everything was, you know, everything was fine. Two cars immediately stopped, which I appreciate. They're like, dude, and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm okay. <laughs> but I'm sure it looked bad. Just like randomly yeah. like flying over his handlebars. <laughs> uh well and i I roll which which i'm trained to do so i'm glad i did that but then i also definitely took a good portion of it on the helmet so i need to get a new helmet now obviously um but you know just just a couple little uh, burns and scrapes but i'm okay yeah
0: that's what helmets are for
1: (laughs) that's what helmets are for yes wear your helmets absolutely yeah um, so I,
2: I hope you started playing the lottery after that the probability of you hitting all <laughs> yes. those things all together i was like i'm gonna buy powerball tickets the first thing i was, oh, yeah. I was like i'm gonna buy powerball ticket.
1: honestly honestly i was like if yeah. i'm not
2: if i if i can hit that kind of luck to get all that stuff together yeah at least let me hit four out of five numbers you know
1: right you probably should probably should <laughs> um yeah so we later on that evening we, there was the uh I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I already put it in there in the last one. But we had uh, Inter Miami hosting Minnesota, um, following the script that we're fairly aware of right now, Minnesota scoring first on a Amaria kind of garbage cleanup goal. And then basically holding uh or thinking they were gonna hold, but then literally everything falling apart in the last three minutes of the match <laughs> with Basel scoring two goals in three minutes. Um What else can you say? I just just want to know if
2: any of you guys have good Indiana Jones jokes, because this is totally. (laughs) Because Vassalo's first name is Indiana. You know that, right, Eric? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He came
0: in. He came in and what, like 83rd minute? Yeah, he literally had like like five minutes. Minutes minutes before scoring too. Yeah. Just insane.
2: The funniest thing yep. is like as this is happening I think I texted Eric and I said you called it. <laughs> I think
1: yeah, yeah that's right because I I I had checked that probably it must have been like before he came in so I must have checked to like 70 something minute and I just assumed this thing was going to be pretty well graphed. <laughs> like what's he talking about? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh loons, you love your script. You they, you know. There, there is a W coming here that we'll get to in a second. But I mean, this, this one was, yeah, more of the same. Uh, let's talk about Philly and hosting NYCFC. It's two to one win for Philadelphia. This, this thing was out of control from the get go. It just um, chippy, and you know, could have easily turned into a full MMA eleven eleven fight. I mean, it was it was that kind of a match. But the highlight here is the uh, Philadelphia trainer. <laughs> getting a red card for getting involved in the melee, which I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. Like in any league, pretty impressive.
2: I'm sure like division six Brazilian league or Peruvian league, we've had more than that. So but
0: th- that's my point though, that I've seen.
2: <laughs> right. No,
0: Yeah, it's not, it's not a common thing. And there were, quite a few people online saying is the trainer even eligible to like get a red card but like (laughs) (laughs) I mean anyone on the sideline essentially is so uh, right right yeah it was interesting wait does that mean that the
2: the the ball the ball kids
0: can get a a red card too
1: now see that would be a first
0: that I'm not sure about I I mean anyone on like team staff can definitely Uh, like trainers assistants like whoever but um yeah, I don't know about kits
1: Did he actually like he didn't throw hands, did he? Like I know I know Castellanos know Tati was like up in his face and like everything was started there, but was it just a big shove or was it like
0: I think it was a shove. The video I saw they they grabbed him pretty fast, like really, okay. was all over him to like yeah.
2: Yeah, calm him yeah.
0: down. I think it was mostly words and uh I think there may have been a few four letter words. Screamed right. at the ref in there, so it's probably uh, just went, that and the easiest. you went after to, the ref. Easiest way to end the whole thing was uh, just oh, to I give love him you red.
2: A lot would be the the crew yeah. saying there. <laughs> Yep. I love yeah, you, you a lot.
0: If you yell that with the right hand gestures, it's a red right. card. Yeah, right, so, right, yeah. right, right, no.
2: right. He has to have the the, the right <laughs> hand gestures in order to make that a valid expression of <laughs> of, of, of their affection for the ref. Exactly. Had. Exactly. That it? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so. but um, i mean like if there's yeah. anyone i ever want to take a swing at it has to be tati castellanos i'm, I'm like I,
1: right i'm not surprised that he's he was the the catalyst of it all it's just funny that the freaking trainer got got it, the, the brunt of it
2: the, the thing about the tati has reignited in me was like when i was growing up like there was this immense like um uh, thing that was you know culture taught that you know you hate anything that has to do with Argentina when it comes to soccer, and I sort of like, kind of mellowed out, right? But every time I watch Tati Castellanos, I just <laughs> literally just wanna 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 just reignite that thing. So, but I, I've been pretty good. But seriously, like, yeah, he he's gonna someone's gonna deck him. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a player <laughs> one of these days. Oh yeah, he's
1: well, I say if he ends up in the Premier League, it might happen sooner than sooner than later.
2: Oh, if um, he goes to the Premier League, no one's going to care about Tati Castellanos. Seriously.
1: Yeah, but he still might get decked, That's what I'm saying. Well, that's fine. He
2: can get deck. That would even be better because then you can bring in the the Malvinas or the Falkland Islands into every Ooh. conversation that he gets. He's setting himself up. If he goes there, he's just going to get heckled like crazy. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah. But the narrative is right hey. there. Go, Tati. Do your thing.
1: Uh, let's, go, let's go to Sunday. Also, uh, Aurora continue their dominance. Uh, four to one. Over the, the other lions, the St. Louis Lions, right? I get them all Correct. confused. Thank you. Oh my you. God!
2: I think that was that was a game that uh, I think a lot of us got to enjoy a lot. I think, yeah. Bridget, you you were in the stands, but they were Vantula it for a while with us. Um, it yeah. Was, I don't know. Take it, Check was it a away. Lot of fun. Yeah.
1: I'll, I'll throw yeah. It to you guys. I mean, I, I I missed a couple of the early things, so please go ahead.
2: But there were just lots of goals. It was lots of fun. I mean. Um, I think Saint Louis scored one right away. It was one-one, and then we just—I don't know—just turned it on. And we, like we've talked about um, on this uh, podcast, is like this team. Uh, this team depth is not only as in like how many players you have, but you know, they're all talented players. So when they each each of them come on, like it's not you know the the talent pool, the talent playing level, the playing level does not. Deteriorate, right? It's it stays constant. Exactly. I think that's, I think that's 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 what any, you, if honestly, that's what any team really wants to have. It's just like, or should aspire to, is to be able to have, when you sub someone in, sure they might not play the same position as the person you subbed them in, but they have talent enough to be able to do something else that will keep the it's Like it's like it's like if you bring in Bongi at the 70th minute, right, and then you sub out for another Bongi, right? I mean, like you're bringing in the same kind of Talent, but there's no deterioration. But I, I had a lot of fun. Like I literally wanna wanna uh, wanna text uh, Dave and just ask him Martin and ask him what are literally the official Aurora Revante chants because there's so many and it's just so fun. But they're also like so part of the moment too. Like yeah, I love the part when they were screaming out. Um, what was it the uh, um the your barbecue your barbecue sucks right in st louis
0: <laughs> your barbecue is mustard or something like yeah that. your barbecue yeah. is mustard too yeah yeah uh,
2: uh,
0: there were some cracks about st louis pizza Ooh. um actually i have a teammate at work who's in st louis and he talks about that pizza all the time and monday i messaged him i was like hey so we're <laughs> st louis and uh and uh, I would like you to to know that everyone thinks that your barbecue is mustard and the pizza is cheese on a cracker or whatever. And he's like, oh my God, come on. <laughs> <laughs> can, he goes, those are I, those are very valid jibes though. I was like, yeah, we thought so. Yeah. <laughs> That's
1: funny. I, I was going to ask you too, if you could explain to listeners and, and even myself, like I only recently kind of got this, but the, what is it? Re- 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 Revolulet? Revol- Revol- can you explain that?
0: Revolulet.
1: Thank you.
2: Like what it is? Yeah. So, if I'm correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Bridget. But the Ravon let is the Aurora supporter group, pretty much, right?
1: Yeah. But also, what does it mean?
0: Oh, um, it's finish for Foxfire.
1: That's how. So that's how I learned it. They're going back yeah. to the one of the
0: yeah. options. That so they. Yep. So they kind of tied in all of the, um, the, uh, nominated names for the club. Um, so it's, it's finish it. So it means Northern lights, um, the exact definition or the exact translation is Foxfire. So tying into the other name, um, and then, you know, Minnesota Finnish roots as well, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, they cool. I mean, they tied it all in.
1: Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we
0: got to talk about Morgan
1: Stone uh, with that ridiculous blast, and it, it, was, it was super cool to see. I, I, you guys were there in person. I was watching it on the on the CBS. Uh, but then we we learned shortly thereafter that it makes the uh, ESPN Sports Center top ten of the weekend, coming yeah. in hot at number nine. Pretty awesome. That, that was a heck
2: of a goal. Though. It was like mm-hmm. we were sitting and we were watching. Like Santi was with me and like he's watching. And we both stood up when, when she took the shot. And he's like, oh. And I was like, yeah. and then we started chanting, Golaso. Because go-la-so, <laughs> yeah, that's what, exactly it was.
1: what it was.
0: So, like, it was, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, there's a difference between like a golaso and like a just straight up thunder blaster. And I, this was a mm-hmm. golaso because the way she took it, she took it at an angle and the ball curved outside. And so it was like it was perfect placement. I mean, I was like, "That's a great goal," and I think that's yeah. that's that's one to be proud of. But there's also a lot of different other things that are going on, um, as well, too. Because you know, Aurora, you know, was not point chasing, but just maintaining their lead uh, over over Green Bay uh, in order to see because it's it's a little complicated in the sense of who would play who. But like overall, they needed to win the division. In order to qualify for the playoffs, which then means, you know, uh more TCO uh games. So it was funny because on the way there, um from the parking lot, we're walking, and Santi turns around and asks me, I was like, You know, they need an A in there. And I was like, What do you mean? And TCO, I was like, Why? So it can be Taco Stadium, and I totally was like, <laughs> did not Taco. I did, I did not Think he would come that up with that, and I was like, "Oh, well, you know what? That's that. That's a very unique idea." And um, yeah, so there's there's a pitch there to put just an A on there to, to make it to we can say we play at we play at Taco Stadium. But um, you know, one one
1: it. thing I forgot to mention from last week, uh, we didn't we didn't talk about all the, uh, the recent fuckery and and like jumping full into fascism that the Supreme Court has decided to do. But uh, while we were there on that match last week we had a abort the court chant going on in the support section that I would imagine is probably the only abort the court chant that probably happened in the state of Minnesota at a uh, sporting event, maybe even the entire upper Midwest. <laughs> so I want to just make sure we shot that one out. And I, I know things have gotten even worse now with the, uh, the recent ruling on the uh, basically chipping away at church and state and the EPA and everything. So it's rough out there, everyone. And we're all in it together so solidarity as we as we uh try and push through it and be strong and uh and the, the country the country just kind of looked looked back at like 1850 and said you know that's what we need to do we need to go back <laughs> to 1850
2: those those pizzas <sighs> must be good back then
1: rough <laughs> what why the, the pizza again i don't I don't get the pizza bit now why 1850 pizza <laughs> But anyway, I, I was thrilled to have an import the court chain. <laughs> just like take off. So I wanted to make sure we highlight. Yeah, highlighted or high, highlight, highlighted, right? Highlighted.
0: Thank you. I uh, I think that will continue, and especially uh, you know, with with having at least one more game at TCO, I would not be surprised if uh, yeah if, uh, that makes another appearance and um is picked up by a broadcast very clearly. Um, yeah, that was, that was one that like the entire section really got into. It wasn't just like a sure little two sections of, you know, Revontalit proper, but like, you know, yep. that entire side. Um, and a lot of people on, on Twitter, picking it up on the broadcast and, and mentioning it too. So
1: I make um, sure to tag our friends at burn it all down and edge of sports. Just to be like, Hey, 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 look, look what's going <laughs> on over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bridget, I'll throw this one to you. This is a, we put it in this week in racism, some weirdness happening at uh, Sioux Falls City. Um, So go ahead, I'll let you have that one.
0: So it was uh, the player's name, Josie Bardsley. Um, A coach initially put it out there that uh, a fan had started yelling to the team uh, when a couple players knelt for the anthem. Um, Fans were yelling, stand up be classy, uh, acts like a pro, you know, uh, all that BS. Um, so the player spoke out, the coach spoke out first because he just couldn't, uh, couldn't really get over it. Um, and the player addressed it as well. So Josie tweeted, uh, today was the first time in my three years of kneeling. I've been targeted, told to stand up and be classy. I'm not hurt. These individuals didn't take time to ask why I kneel to understand. Um, And I am being classy. I support those who have chosen to serve. Uh, They chose to do so in danger themselves for others. They also do that so we can have the lives we want. Uh, Although as a black gay woman, I am at the mercy of being the lowest social class. So next time, ask me. Um, And she's getting a lot of support from her fellow players and from from the league, um, but for, I mean, this is, this is the Dakotas. I think we all kind of know what kind of environment they're playing in, but they haven't really had this issue up to this point. Um, and so to go to, like, she said, this is the first time that there's, you know, I'm sure there's been commentary, but not like directed directly to her, um, as she kneels for the Anthem, um. But people are obviously feeling a bit more empowered to uh, speak out and, uh, you know, make their their opinions on these things heard. Um, We've seen there's a few players and coaches with Aurora who kneel for the anthem. It's never been a thing. Um, Players on the visiting teams as well. Same deal. Uh, But it's something that. Yeah, I, I think it's the the pushback is obviously not going to go away anytime soon and it's probably just gonna get worse so um,
1: what yeah. one aspect I found interesting was having having said all that you just explained uh, their logo they, they took their logo and they did the whole rainbow uh trans flag ally mm-hmm. flag like they turned their logo into all of the like of the Pride Month, colors in solidarity. <laughs> yeah. and solidarity yeah and yet this is going down at the same time it's like you, you can't have both sorry <laughs> well it's it, it was her
0: club who who did that though
1: I, I suppose i suppose we're talking more about the do we call them supporters you can't really call
0: them supporters can you <laughs> well and you don't I, yeah we don't we yeah. don't know like who those Just peop- those people supposed fans were yeah right they, right they, i mean I mean, it doesn't mean that they're like SG people who, you know, are. um, So, I mean, it It just sucks. Yeah. All all the coach says is it was, it was a fan from the opposing team taunted a few of these players. Um, We don't mention by the way. yeah, Yeah. So we don't know like, obviously who, who this person is, but I mean, we've, We've seen that here, um, and you know it'll be interesting to see if a statement goes out from uh, from the supporters group or something denouncing this person, or you know from from the, that opposing club, from that stadium, anything like that. Probably not. I mean, they I'm guessing they don't really have the reach to to bother doing a lot of that, like you would see with like MLS or sure um or larger organizations but um, or maybe they
1: do now because it's not up on social media maybe maybe they'll take the opportunity to you know
2: get you know be more vocal i don't we'll see.
0: i mean i don't think they really they probably don't really have the resources to be like you're not allowed back
2: i, I, I love your enthusiasm uh eric into the regards that people are actually gonna try to to do that, i mean like i get it like it's hopeful but i like the reality is more than likely this is just going to be another recorded event that there, continues to I happen mean, yeah
0: um, i mean it's it's getting some legs on social media but it's like within a small circle of people and yeah. overall i mean are they gonna care no
1: yeah that that sucks um, well, something that doesn't suck, Rodrigo, really, I'll give th- I'll give you this one. Uh, you want to talk some Minneapolis City Futures?
2: Yeah, so this past Monday, it was um, the Midwest Conference Championship in the UPSL. So the Futures with our, of course, uh, our, our well-renowned uh, Mutu uh, playing with them, uh, took out the... Um, is it the division champ, right? Because Vlora FC was a division champ, right? I think so, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And so they played they played and it was literally zero zero. And um the futures were able to come off in penalty kicks winning five to three. So congratulations for that achievement. Um I Campeones. don't know. If you, yeah, I hope uh if any of you had any access to social media and follow the futures, like the partying, uh, videos and stuff like that. It's, it's very partying with the cup, all the other things. It was great. It was great. It's like, I'm really happy for the aspect of what the, the program does for, um, the youth. Right. Um, I think it's, it's a great program and I think it, it, it's doing what it's supposed to be doing in a sense. Right. And I think, well, I did
1: it. Didn't Valora have some ringers too? I heard. I heard Pablo Campos was out on the field, like former. Was, was he? He was never Minn. M- 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 UFC, right? It was before when they were the stars or whatever. Or Pablo Campos. M- yeah, he was yeah. Minnesota United. Yeah. Okay, like the first first session or first year or whatever. You should know because right? he, he. Oh no coach. no no he was he he was in uh yeah man like I'm all over the place but yes I, I NASL. A- it NASL. was NASL thank you that's where I was going that's where I was going. Yeah, so Pablo Campos is out there, like,
2: but he wasn't you know, playing. Just, I think he was like part of the coaching staff, right?
0: I think he was on the field, man. <laughs> MJ really tweeted. Weird. MJ tweeted something about him wearing number nine. So I, I'm not sure. It would be weird, really weird, if he was playing. But
1: I, I, it might have been one of those things where he was like, what do they call it? Like the 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 coach, trainer, or the coach player situation. But I, I think he got some minutes, probably like. Knocking around some of these guys that are half his age.
2: <laughs> well, not knocked them off enough to. That's to right. So, so. Yep.
1: You know, yep. Yeah. Um. Go ahead and take it. So we we so I moved on to the um the round of thirty two for the the uh, UPSL championship of of the entire country, and they played that yesterday. Um, they played Chicago. Nation FC and how'd that go, Rigo? What happened?
2: Well, unfortunately, um, I didn't get to watch the game, but what from what we learned is that um Chicago Nation FC defeated Minneapolis City, um, one nothing, right? And so, um, and it was actually off a 93rd minute, it was off like a corner kick, so almost there, but um, you know, not. Not all the way there, but I I think, I think, again, like this is a huge, huge step for the program in a sense, right? I think it's something that you, you know, have to take with stride and just build on it. And, you know, like, we've talked about it before, I'm really hopeful that um, in a short term plan, there is a, a futures for the women's side, once they get that going, because I think that's, that's also extremely needed as well as in if anything, this program and the success proves that there is a need. There is a void that needs to be filled. And not only um, should it be filled, but more entities and more organizations and programs and soccer aficionados or whatever need to go ahead and try to support that.
1: Well said. Um, US Open Cup, we had the remaining match to kind of clear things up for the semifinal. Uh, Orlando and Nashville tie uh one one and then they go into PK's and it's gonna be Orlando six five on PK's anybody got any comments on this one?
2: Uh Pedro Gallese. <laughs> of course. He stood on his head, but also the uh the other the Argentinian from last year's playoff. What was it a year, year and a half ago? Who stepped in to save the Rodrigo uh is it Schlegel? Schlegel? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that scored the tying goal in the 94th minute. Yeah. Very last minute. That's true. So Yeah. um, That was good.
1: Definitely. So your semifinal looks like uh, uh, the Sporks, Sporting KC versus Sacramento Republic carrying the USL. And on the other side, you've got uh, New York Red Bull and uh, Orlando City. Any predictions or thoughts, man? I, I just keep hoping that the USL ambassador of the republic gets to make it into the final i'd love that so much but it's going to be tough
2: it is but i think sporting's also not in a good they haven't been playing well lately right i mean they're they're not having a great season that's true i think they're you know because they they're aware that they're taking this seriously right so i think it's going yeah. to be tough for sacramento but i don't think it's impossible so
1: uh, in MLS, uh, I just put a couple of them here. There was a bunch of matches on Wednesday, uh, but the Cincinnati and CFC match was awesome. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, it was a 4-4 tie, and, and it was basically just the, the explosão brasileira. Like Of the eight goals, six goals were scored by Brazilians, and, and a couple of them were spectacular goals. Um, Brenna da Silva... I mean, they keep talking about him being out like he's going to be traded and just basically decided to show up and get a hat trick with a spectacular bike kick, a bike goal even. that was gorgeous. And it wasn't even his prettiest goal. He, he gets this spin around back heel that that scores. But then one of the one of his when um, one, one of his wingers ends up being just a little bit offside. So they call it back. But that goal was out of this world. Like that was a video game goal. I don't know if you guys gotta see it. Just if 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 your bike kick goal is, is your second best goal, you're having a pretty good day. <laughs> and he was on fire. And then on the other side, you had uh Talis Magno scores one, and Heber scores gets a brace too. It was just a blast, like lots and lots of goals, really pretty goals. And what can you say? Cincinnati toe-to-toe. Like Cincinnati should should have won this game. At one point, it was three 0 So they did they did kind of like you know poop the bed, as it were, to let NYC get back, NYCFC get back into this thing and tie it up. But nonetheless, you know they're fun to watch. I, I, what's going to happen with Brenner? I mean, now that's who knows.
2: Wait, did you just say Cincinnati is fun to watch? Yes, <laughs> I did. My my my, how the table. After, dude, there there are like multiple
1: highlight reels in this game. I mean, this this, this, this sounds like
2: this is a a two for one for uh Brasileiros scoring. So it's just like you know, just show up and everyone will get it. You gotta go, I gotta go, I get three goals, you get two. Here we go, pretty much.
1: Pretty much. Also, I think Brenner da Silva is gonna be my new alias.
2: I like that. Uh, is um, that why you got rid of the facial here? You're trying to create, yeah,
1: ideas? yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, You're going yeah. to go
2: incognito in Whitewater, perfect. That fits you perfectly,
1: allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> um, Sounders hosted Montreal, and Montreal got a pretty big win here. Uh, from a certain name that uh, you all listeners may recall, it's Mason Toy getting a brace. Um Montreal jumped to uh, second place, I believe. No, no, first place. Top of the table in the east. Oh, first, isle of,
0: first game yeah. back from injury. First start yeah. at least back from injury mm-hmm. and boom.
1: Lights it up. I put in here the Isle of Adrian Heath misfit strikers. It should just be Capital Fit Fit Strikers. Uh good on Mason Toy. I wish we had a better had a better shakeover here, but it's good to see him having some success.
2: It's so fun watching him score the series. He just makes mm-hmm. it look so simple. It's like it's like sometimes when he scores a goal it's like you're watching training session and you're like, "Oh wait, that's yeah. actually" and <laughs> you're like, "Oh wow." <laughs> but you know, amazing
0: his, what happens when you have a couple, you know, players geez. with chemistry behind you.
2: Right. How about that? How about that? And I have to say that the Maracas celebration is oh, probably one of my favorite. Yeah, my favorite celebrations there in the MLS currently, so. Yeah though made from Montreal
1: it. taking out the Sounders and then going top of the top of the East I mean dang good for them mm-hmm. um I did cotton zero of this match so I will pass to you to uh, LA Galaxy hosting Minnesota United take it away
2: do you want a break no getting you guys to
1: talk about it unless you don't want
0: to talk about it
2: um okay sure um let's see i didn't think we were going to be as successful as they were just because my my whole theory and at least my understanding is like if you can't be Inter Miami when you're supposed to beat Inter Miami and you're supposed to be able to hold the lead and you're supposed to be you have better talented players you should win and if you ever wanted a turnaround game to do so it would have to you have to beat up the teams you're supposed to beat and I get it you know the Galaxy are are, are struggling as well too but uh, I mean it's a whole different game when you when we see our team play the ball quickly, and pass indirectly, like direct, like forward, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's that's the difference between these the two teams that show up every every week. It's like we either have the team that plays slow, and plays it back, and tries to shift from one side to the other, or the team that wants to play directly, and wants to play quickly. And I think the team that is more successful is that team, the la- the latter, the one that shows up, passes the ball directly, try to move the ball forward, try to play quickly, try to you know that way. Um, move the the midfield, move the center backs. that stuff. I think that's when they're successful. But we don't know which team's going to show up anymore. <laughs> and, I mean, Reynoso put it perfectly. I mean, it, that was some lazy defending when he decided to take that. Because everyone knows he's going to shoot from his left. He likes going to the top of the right right box, and then he goes inside, then he tries to take a shot. But sometimes he takes the ball takes too many touches that's been his issue but this time he didn't he really pushed it and then he shot it and it went in that first goal was beautiful like that's exactly what you want to be able to do and um you know I think that was uh that was uh, th- th- that was a good start and I honestly didn't expect for for that to be happening at that time I don't know what your thoughts were Bridget
0: well and especially uh with the way that the game started um I mean that that first shot, great ninth minute, nice and early. We've but we've seen that plenty of times. Nice early goal, uh, and then losing Ariaga and what the second minute, not even. I think it was like seventy seconds into the game. He rolls an ankle, has to be stretchered off. Um, turns out that's. Uh, Sounds like a nasty sprain. So two to four weeks is the ETA for him. Um, but to have a player like that go down so early, uh, you could tell it was kind of a an early blow um, to morale on the pitch. Um, and then the red card for LA in like the 25th minute. So it was just a, a hectic yeah. thing. Can you, can you tell me about that, Bridget? What what happened on
1: that red card, if you would, please?
0: Uh, it was, uh, I think, a late challenge. It, I mean, kind it, of a soft red, too.
2: Yeah, if but, it was Comet Bowl, that would have been like no foul whatsoever. It,
0: yeah. So what but, happens uh, is, is
2: Sinclair <laughs> comes out to cut off the angle and grab the ball as Cabral is running full blast. He does uh, say, Click, they click, collects the ball as he's sliding, right? And so then Cabral jumps over him. By jumping over him, the tip of his cleat hits his face a little bit or brushes oh, against him. Oh, I the, see.
1: He barely yeah. clips him.
2: I get it. And so okay. then he gets a red for that. Yeah. Which and I mean, get it.
0: Was, it was his trailing foot. So, like, it, I don't, there was nothing intentional in it. Obviously, that that doesn't really play into it, but. Um, yeah, he. Someone called it kind of a Neymar role, but I think Dane was just trying to like get out of get out of traffic and out of danger with the ball. So, um, but yeah, he. That was a an early red. Dane. Dane was fine. Um, Cabral argued quite a bit, um, but Uncle of all refs, Uncle decided he wasn't going to take that this game and gave them the red. Uh, it took them like three minutes to leave the pitch. Um, so I'm surprised there, there wasn't more action there, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so going down 11 V 10, we, we know how strong sided loons tend to play. Ooh. And especially when it's that early, uh, 23rd, 24th minute. Um, and at that time, loons have the one O lead, uh, Thankfully, Dragapane gets the next goal, 36th minute. Uh Renoso gets another one in the 43rd. Uh, so that's 3-0 at halftime. But once again, we've seen that before. <laughs> um, I'm gonna laugh. Yeah, I mean it was kind of a it was a little bit of a of a hectic mess. Like you could tell guys were just exhausted. The celebrations after after Fraga's goal and for Reynoso's second goal, we're kind of like subdued and like, okay, let's, there's another one. Let's just get through this. Um, so it was kind of an odd atmosphere in that sense.
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, I think overall, like, um, like we knew that uh, what was going to happen was like, at one point, we're going to bunker, right? Yeah. And and I think the, the running joke was like, well, if we usually bunker at the 70th minute does that mean we're going to bunker early now that we have a lead and actually around the 36th minute is when we saw maria be subbed out and i was kind of like uh surprised about that because i was like why is he? It being was weird out? and, and it- then apparently he has like a like a like a groin um lingering issue that they wanted to make sure that it was it was bugging him apparently and that was not that we not to say that that made me feel better in a sense but that was better reasoning than what i thought was going to happen right and then Bongi yeah, came it, in because it was
0: weird to have what that would have been two three two injury, in, yeah. two injury subs and i think there may have been another one you know within 30 mm. minutes which is historically bad for balloons right. <laughs> <laughs> but props
2: to uh props to bonky because um He was able to take advantage of of what the, what, what was a you know, playing, playing with, with one less player, one less opponent. So there was tons of space to be able to do a lot of dribbling and just moving the ball. Um, So I thought it was just really interesting, Uh, specifically Ray's second goal. It was really like, I'm glad that they're able to use uh, Bongi in this uh, for his speed. And he makes those yeah. runs, and they were getting through balls to him, which is something that we have not seen so much. <laughs> no. And it's nice to be able to see that they're actually recognizing that and using that because he was open a lot. And that he got the ball out. Sometimes he's not as successful, right? He His 1v1 sometimes is not the best. But in that uh, Reynoso's second goal, where he literally just like kind of chopped it, try to go around. And he could have tried to shot it himself and just laid it off to a running Reynoso to just Thump it with his left foot. It you know, that was a great play. And I think overall, besides that, I think, you know, there were several other plays in where it were like a two v two or two v one. Um and Fragapani has the same thing as like I think Fragapani is like oh and thirty thousand when it becomes one v one with the goalkeeper because he can't just can't put anything away.
0: Yeah, he just dribbles right into him.
2: Yeah, I yeah. mean like and and you know this easily could have been like a five to uh if we were able to put the ball away when we needed to but i, th- I you know it was it i, I don't want to say it was impressive in a sense of like we defeated uh the galaxy at their home trophy. i think that's an uh, away win is really is a good thing to happen but i think they knew that they had to do something because they left points on the table against yeah. a much lesser opponent in Inter miami and so that was a thing that was extremely frustrating and i was like you're supposed to be a lesser team and you're not supposed to do the things you're doing against a a much better team. So we still don't know what, you know, what team is going to show up, but hopefully uh, tonight people will be able to, um, we'll be able to see what we can do against RSL. If what team is going to show up. And I swear, if we, if this is a slow team, I just, I just might head home and watch it. (laughs) It's going to be a tough uh, match.
1: They are a tough team.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think my concern more with, with the LA game is, yeah, it's a win. So good. Take the three points, uh, take the three goals. I mean, more scoring more than two is a rarity this season. So, um, so those are positives, but I think the way that they played it, um, just the way that, uh, everyone's kind of just playing frustrated and, and tired, uh, yellow cards all over the place. Um, there was uh, a bit of a fight at the end of the game um, where there were. Rosales took a took an elbow to the head, an intentional elbow to the head, and just spun around and and went after the guy. I can't remember which player it was for LA, um, mm-hmm. but there were multiple yellow cards and another red to LA um after the whistle uh so even with the win (laughs) the 11 to 10 man advantage you have the 3-2 win at the whistle and you're still letting um all those frustrations get to you it's kind of a bad sign for for other games no kidding Um, no kidding this again i mean i mean it's it's galaxy it's not like uh it's not like it's an insanely good, well put together team on the other side of this. Like they're having <laughs> like, the like exact RSL, same, for example. Right. Like <laughs> LA is having the same the same problems. Chicharito was was dangerous. Um but the defense managed to hold him off. I I think they did pretty well handling him. Um but it's just like sure you get the win, but you need to There's, there's just something off and it's, and it kind of takes away from those three points. And, and even just to see their kind of subdued celebrations, uh, like they should have been happy with this, take three points, celebrate for a minute and then move on. They're focused. They're, they're focused on results, but they're frustrated with the results. Um, as they should be like, we do want to see them frustrated and not like you know, just celebrating three points, like, Oh, Hey, we, we did win one. Um, yeah. but you also don't want to see kind of the, the reactions that they had in this one. Um, yeah. so yeah, at, at home, hopefully they'll, maybe that's kind of a, just a road weary squad that kind of falls into that. And maybe they do better in Allianz in front of a friendly crowd, um, but I think I think tonight's game is pretty much going to set the tone for you know, how they move forward in
1: you know, somewhat friendly crowd. Somewhat friendly. The, crowd. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah Where's that? that. Um, I uh, I went to bed right. I think I think Reynoso had just scored the third goal. So I, I put something out that was like, oh look at that, they finally got it together and you know got a good three goal advantage with uh, with a man up that's some progress and then immediately like the first thing when I woke up I was like making coffee and checking things (laughs) and I looked at the score and I'm like oh come on but also of course
0: (laughs) yeah it wasn't exactly a surprise Uh, no not at all I mean the the penalty was dumb uh Delgado converts that in the 60th uh goal was brilliant um Mm -hmm. And, and it's fine. Like give you can give up one of those a game. That's like, that's the game, but yeah. Um, yeah, To to have all of the advantages through a game, uh, 3-0 at half, uh, up a man, you're not sitting on, you know, it, it was a deep enough bench that having to replace Ariago wasn't, wasn't horrible. I mean, Gonzalez comes in like, like he had for Ariaga when he was out. So it's, they have enough depth that it's, it's not falling apart when they have to make those moves, but, yeah. um, yeah, just an absolute mess. And one of those games where you just, okay, that's a win. Let's move on to the next one. And, uh, the next one's RSL. So, you know, no big deal.
1: Boy transitioning from from Minnesota United to Aurora is is my new favorite thing. Yeah, let's just go there. Yeah, because I could just take what's not an absolute mess. (laughs) More Minnesota Aurora. It's the best setups ever. Uh, So on Thursday, they played, um, and they went to the other Lions, the Chicago Dutch Lions, who we'd seen here, um, or rather there. I'm not in Minnesota right now, but yes, over there. Um, And they do what they do. They Three-nil is your final. Of Hanson getting an early goal. Stone. Cat uh, uh, wrap doing her thing. Three-nil and still, Bridget, and still. Any highlights or things you want to talk about from that one before we go to the other big news? Uh,
0: the Cat rap goal was absolutely deserved. She's been knocking on that door for a while. Um, she had one early. So this one was the third goal, 74th minute, uh, she had had at least, well, she had one called offside that she scored. Um, she had another opportunity as well, where she was called offside before, before the final attempt on goal. Um, and we've, we've seen that from her coming, coming in off the bench and, and making those plays. Uh, so it's really good to finally see her get that goal, um, with, one of the other rap sisters also in the match. Um, yeah, I mean, Chicago didn't play great. They, they were a little unorganized, um, but it was, it it wasn't one of those games where Aurora just absolutely steamrolled them. I mean, they, they made it difficult, uh, credit to their, their keeper, who was actually a field player. Um, I haven't been able to find, uh, how it ended up that a defender was playing in goal, um, when they have two other goalkeepers on the roster. So not sure what happened there. Um, but she actually did, she gave up three, but she did really well, making some, some really good saves. Um, Sarah Fuller did still have some work to do, uh, Kane got in there as well, got a few minutes. So, I mean, all around, really good results. Uh, just another example of them being able to, like we were talking about earlier, the the depth um, and the ability of them to, you know, no matter who is in, uh, you never really lose that quality. Uh, and that's something that they've been training on. I mean, they, they train and, in different formations, different lines. Um, it's very much like a line change in hockey. You know, you have a few players who are always, you know, playing side by side, and and if one of them isn't playing, they're they're doing just fine with with another player, and that's something they they've done really well to work on. So, um, probably the deepest squad in in the division, uh, yeah. in that sense. So, um, well, that's
1: that's a good transition let's let's just break the news this this is the big thing now um you all informed me before we started recording that uh their big rivals that were kind of chasing or trying to give them a little bit of a chase at least for the division was green bay and green bay tied one of the recent matches and dropped points which then means they still have they still have to play green bay twice correct they still have two yep. more matches yep all right so even with those two matches it doesn't matter Minnesota Aurora has clinched the heartland division. They, they won it on their first inaugural season, which is, that's a little redundant on their inaugural season, (laughs) which is amazing. Phenomenal. I mean, what a story, what a story. So good on them. So they will be the uh, heartland division representatives as we we go into playoffs and they'll probably still win these next two games. It really doesn't matter either way. Um, Knowing what we know about this team, I'm sure there's going to be lots and lots of rotation and uh, maybe some of the players that haven't seen a lot of time will get full run out, So who knows?
0: And I mean, Green Bay is still a team with, with something to prove. Uh, this is, this is the one team that has gotten, that has taken points from Aurora. That was, that was the tie in the, the opening right. match. Um, and they have the, the player who scored that one goal um, in that first game hasn't, I think she played one other game since then, but they have, they have four players who are um, working together to, to get the majority of the, of the squad's goals. Um, they're still a good side. I mean, they're, they're second place. They were just six points behind Aurora going into the weekend. Um, so now they're seven points behind and obviously can't take it, but they're, they're not a, an easy team by any means. So I think it, It'll be a good challenge for Aurora right. to to get some other players in there and really get warmed yep. up for um, for their future opponents. Uh, they'll be right. playing either Indie or uh, who was in second there. Um, that won't be decided until this coming weekend, I believe. Uh, so, but yeah, they ex- go ahead. No,
1: you go ahead. I was going to say, can you explain to me why some divisions? Like the Heartland, for example, only takes the first place, but then in this other division, they may they may take two places, one because and two, because of the
0: the number of teams in the different uh, divisions.
1: So they have more in that, and the other one got it. Yeah.
0: So and then there's an another one where there's a, a wild card spot because some of them have like six teams, some of them have eight, so they they balance it out that way.
2: Got it. Thank you. So that means Go. that um, July thirteenth. Yeah. TCO, aka Taco Stadium, will be um, hosting its first ever playoff game.
1: I'm gonna have to work yeah. out my work schedule, to make that thing happen. Yeah,
0: seven o'clock Wednesday night. Uh, again, we don't know that opponent yet. Um, I would not be at all surprised if it's Indy Eleven. Um, but yeah, it'll tickets go on sale <clears throat> to season ticket holders Tuesday uh and then general public friday i believe right. so yeah
2: and the thing is going to be is that um it also um i don't know if the right term is conflicts but there's also minnesota united came that day as sporting well sporting kansas wow. city wow. And so i'm just going to tell you i I'm, I'm today i'm putting my 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 loons tickets up for sale, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's exactly what we're going yep. to do because yep. uh, more than likely, Isa and G will be working the merchandise table. Um, hopefully, you get to get some of the game, but um, but don't know. That, that was uh there.
0: that was going to be my first game back in the Minnesota United press box, but uh
1: oh, that's funny. Nope, <laughs> I always think you know,
2: and 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 forgive me for my misuse of words, but uh. I always thought playoffs trump regular season. So,
1: thank you. Well, congrats, Aurora. You're awesome. um It's so cool. Let's take a break here. We have a few more locally things to do, but we'll just tie, tie it in with internationals because we've been talking for a minute. So, take a little break. <laughs>
0: Hi, this is you watch and no, you must be tuning because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways,
1: back to the Minnesota football show.
0: Welcome
2: back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. We are quickly going to talk about some international news and as well as actually some some comments and some questions from our um from our uh, Patreon subscribers to that they have uh, brought up some really interesting points. So, Eric, what do you have for me?
1: For you, well, this is coming from Patron Rob. He's just asking about your perspective. Wait, uh, did, didn't you new... rename him?
2: What was his Brazilian? Oh, name? Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> You're right.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> Petrosone Roberto.
2: Petrosone <laughs> Roberto. <laughs>
1: That's right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, right. So the the, the new uh, MLSPA statement from the New York Times on head injuries um i don't know they're talking about I'm trying to just couple get a couple little key parts here uh they're talking about this former player scott vermilion and his story brings light on the problem it's about health and safety so he he had a concussion i guess it's the thing and no he had discovered several, that several several so when, when he passed away his
2: family his family donated his brain for science for the cte and then the 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 analysis what that he was suffering from CTE to the amount of like excruciating, right? And I think that was, and I think that's what their statement comes from is regards w- regards to head injuries, right? We've seen, yeah, we've, we've seen, we've seen, you know, not as of recently, but like we've seen the, there's the uptake in head injuries more and more now. Um And some of the leagues have been trying to do their, their, I guess what they call their best, but we don't think it's their best. And then the other safety, that's, this is where the injury, uh, substitution comes in. And I think, I think it's, it's, it's something that needs to stay. Uh, but in addition, I think it, 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 it needs to be something that can happen. And I think what, what makes this complicated, um, if it's, if it's, um, if you happen to have more than one head injury per game, and the, the issues with concussions is like um, because of the adrenaline, when you have the the concussion, you the adrenaline can take over in a sense, and you sort of feel fine. But it's at the after effects that really can be lingering. Unfortunately, I've, I, I I have two play two soccer players who've gone through them, right? Yeah. And I'm a big advocate for do that one who's had two concussions and the other one has had a concussion and what's called a concussion convulsion, most scariest thing in the world that I've been able to as parents. So like, I'm, I'm a, I am very pro anything that, that take care of the player's health uh, in addition to safety. And I I do this in my, go ahead.
1: I was going to say really quickly, he asked from your perspective though, how it works in the youth game and how it doesn't and how it maybe differs from the program and pro sorry, pro game, um, in this kind of respect now that they're paying a little bit more attention to it. If you can touch on that.
2: I think in the, in, I think in the youth level, there are, there, there aren't as there aren't as much, um, it's not talked about as, as often as it should be. It happens quite often. Um, I've, I mean, as a coach, I've been in a situation where like I have I pulled players off and even though they act fine and, you know, we, we go through our training and I only have like a couple minutes to figure things out to decide. I usually err on the side of caution and and don't put them back on the field, which is not technically what what happens in, in pro games, right. You've seen someone get a head injury. They check him in 90 seconds later, they're trying to get back in right. And I think the problem is, 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 is that, right? I think the trainers only have a determined amount of time to make a medical decision that unfortunately, you know, sometimes can be a rush one because we don't, because concussions can, can take longer to, to, to show its effects. And I think if anything, right, like, uh, if they are head injuries, you really need to be able to assess it and have much longer time to assess it, which we currently don't in any of the, of the leagues. And I think youth wise, it, unfortunately, it's it's mostly on the coaching on the coaches to to determine that. And they're, you know, the referees, a lot of the times they're young, you know, they're they're 15, 16, 17, right? They they might not know as well. Right. But. or um, And that's not truly all their fault. I mean, they're, they're, they're trying to to assess the laws of the game, but I think it's mostly it's something that needs to be addressed and something that needs to be seem uh, more acceptable in a sense to wear headgear to wear the neck gear, if they needed to be or whatnot. I mean, uh, the, the thing that I see and I wish it could, it turns out to be is like in softball. uh, I remember when I, when I was young, young kid and then I started playing some softball like having the only the only person that had a mask gear was the catcher but now there's like a field mask right for softball players right Mm -hmm. and i think that's become more acceptable in a sense and more part of the culture now and i think that's that's a great thing to happen and i kind of want that to transfer to other sports specifically the ones that 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 have that possibility of head collision and know that because CTE is don't want to say 100% preventable, but you can you you can lessen it with 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 more protection to the brain and to do that. But it's it's it 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 will take. I think this is a as a, as a good first step. I think the substitution is a good first step. But it needs to be more ingrained into the culture of not only club soccer but professional soccer, and really have to be a catalyst to make this more and more acceptable. You see that, you know, you see players in the NWC who wear those, wear those headgears and those neck gears, And I think th- those are, those are great to be able to see that, but you don't really see that in the men's game.
1: The one I'll never forget was the, uh, South, remember the South Africa World Cup with Uruguay, where there was, there's that yeah, earlier yeah. bonk, and then they pull him off, they check and they put him back on and then they restart. And he immediately just collapses. Just, you know, nobody even around him, just poof, down he goes, It's like, oh, Brutal. Uh, Rosario, I'll throw, throw to you quickly for NWSL for your, your lovely wife. <laughs> she wants to get get her points in.
2: <laughs> um so earlier in the week there was a big trade and uh Sydney LaRue is actually got to trade it to um, LA and actually got saw some playing time, I think, right? Um and I think that was that was a great move. I mean, that's just that just speaks on how how much of a dumpster fire is uh is Orlando at this current moment. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the tweets from um uh who's the Michelle Aker, right? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. When talk about the whining ambulance. Uh and so I don't even want to know. <laughs> what what what's the what started that conversation or why would you tweet something like that in that sort of sense but regardless
0: and how would you not know that it was political it literally right. says politics right on the side of the photo. Good God.
2: and so it's just you know it's, just, it's, it's i don't know i mean i have no idea what the wolves are doing that's what i want to know
0: <laughs> i don't because think they the, know what the wolves are doing
2: yeah anyways um Uh, Besides that, um, let's see, um, Angel City and Portland Thorns played uh, and literally Portland Thorns, I believe, tied it because Angel City was actually leading and uh, the Thorns um, tied it in the 90, 96 minute. Um, McCaskill had scored literally two minutes into by Angel Angel City and then uh, Jasmine Ryan scored. And it was just a crazy game, like overall crazy game. Like, um, it was it was good, and that makes currently right now the Red Stars are in first place, right, with the Wave in second place and Portland in third. But, Angel City, up in up in fifth, right, up in sixth. So it's it's um it's become really interesting. In addition, um, the Red Stars beat Gotham FC three nothing. All Rain beat. Uh, North Carolina Courage 2-0. Kansas City uh, beat Houston Dash 2-1. The games today is the San Diego Wave and the Washington Spirit. And of course, the Orlando Pride and the Racing Louisville will be at. But um, Tobin Heath is now practicing with the rain. So I don't know. Things are going to get interesting for sure.
1: (laughs) Do you want to mention the uh, Lady Rapino? Go into the fucking White House.
2: <laughs> yes, uh the president of our nation, um, Megan Rapinoe is is it the Freedom Medal? Medal of Freedom? Medal, Medal Freedom. of Freedom, yeah. Yeah. They're receiving the Medal of Freedom. And Good I hope when I hope when they walk into the White House they claim a room. So um because that's just literally uh the thing that that needs to happen, be like, that's my office now. Because
0: between it's just- between her and Simone Biles, I would I would pay to be a fly on the wall in the conversations that are going to happen uh, oh, yeah. with them and, and some of the others uh, in the same room. So, yeah, yeah, great, <laughs> yeah, great please. for great for both Ooh. of them, definitely uh, claim a room and uh, you know make some things happen.
1: There's got to be a 20 year old congressional aide that's just going to be like ear to the ear to the door and just oh, like yeah. tweet everything. That, that would be phenomenal.
0: <laughs> I mean the the experiences and the conversations uh, to be shared between those two. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, put them put them in the cabinet. Like, oh my goodness, there's got to be roles for that.
1: Um, we'll jump into internationals and I can go pretty quickly here. I wanted to give a, a huge shout the Giovanna Waxman she's um a youth player for the Botafogo U13 there's not there's not a hard no that that girls and young women can't play on what are traditionally like you know the boys teams and lower division uh club things in Brazil so they ran her out and she's very talented she played very well but she was treated horrendously um she had to endure a lot of sexist and misogynist chants and jibes and all the things you can imagine. And if, if that, if, if that weren't bad enough, just psychologically the 13 year old or youth under 13 year old boys, I suppose were brutal on her, just really, really hard tackles. Um, she lands on her elbow and dislocates for her right arm. You can see in the photo that we're looking at now, she's in a sling. Um, I mean, it was just bad all the way around bad 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 and so of course she's still affiliated with Botafogo on the youth on the youth side so the senior team sees us and they're like oh hell no so they bring her out for their walkout for their regular brasileiro match and she gets a standing ovation in rio for like the however many like 30 40 000 people that are there for the match to to give her some respect and give her some love which i thought was a a lovely gesture that they were able to do but of course it shouldn't happen in the first place but good on them to recognize her and give her some love um we can do a quick libertadores roundup here i think the, the the big one was this was the the tuesday roundup is everybody was getting penalties and nobody was converting penalties <laughs> and they like, you know, both tied one one Hulky. Gets a uh, gets a PK save, and then Corinthians and Boca, who we of course know they played in the gr- in the group stages, they met again, and Corinthians also had a PK stop that could have gave them the win there. Um, and then the big Atlético Paranaense are like on a tear right now. This is Filipe by the way. I'm going to mention him again from legendary Brazilian uh, national team days from the Seleção, and he kind of came in. This this is probably his swan song. I right? I doubt he's going to be doing much coaching after this, and he's just kind of doing it as a I still got something left in me, kind of thing. And they take down Libertad, uh, Libertad from uh, Paraguay. So good on them. And th- again, we'll talk more about Figuipa in a sec. Um, Wednesday, Flamengo gets a win. Talleres and Colontai. Velez Sarsfield gets a really big win over rivals River Plate. Uh, but the hilarious narrative here Palmeiras defending champs. They take down uh, Cerro Porteño 3 0. Please tell me you guys saw the highlight that I posted on Instagram of uh, Scarpa taking the corner kick. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, I did. I did so
1: <laughs> <It's> incredible.
2: <laughs>
1: Again, this is the defending champion of Libertadores, one of the best teams in all of South America. And this dude whiffs the ball, hits his other foot, and basically falls face first onto the ground. It is a spectacular blooper reel. What do you think, Rodrigo?
2: I thought he was drunk, but that could have been it. He did
1: look drunk. He looked drunk. Uh, Incredible. Let's go to Thursday, Fortaleza, that's about all I got there. Um, Neymar news. He's probably out of PSG, is what the rumors are, and Chelsea and Thiago Silva seem to be really courting him to get there. But what was really funny was, I don't know if you always saw the letter that Ford... Yes, Ford Madison crafted a letter, basically trying to get Neymar to Cub, signed by Killian Mbappé. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love it.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Neymar needs a break. He should just take a year off soccer and just... Oh, that's never going to happen. There's, and just play... Wait. play just play pickup at in, in the beaches in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Ne- Neymar see. is a brand.
1: Neymar is capital, man. There's no way that capitalism is going to let he capital should, not do anything.
0: He should go play the, uh, the footy volleyball with Uh, Ibsen.
1: There you go. That would actually be pretty fun. Um, Patrons in it again. This is from Patron Justin. He wanted to mention the 100th anniversary of Vélez Mostar. And I'll just give a brief over here. They're a historic left leaning club on the city of the broader uh, Herzegovina region. Uh, During the Yugoslav era, which is royalist communist, they found success in a crowded football landscape. Uh, The club fell in hard times during the war and they're ethnically divided between uh, Bosniak, those are the Muslim sides and Croats on either side. Um, the system is set up to divide people, but they were very accepting. Uh, they lost their stadium to the far right. Uh, I mean, I'm going to try zero Zirin because of its location. But now the club, which has been relegated twice, um, they, they finally got promoted a couple years ago, thanks to Brando Brazilian striker. I kind of remember that name. I have to remember where he played. Um, and they had a european conference campaign where they shocked uh, aek Athens, and so this fan base mostly, and mostly support the non-sectarian and inclusive politics and there's this really huge fireworks display celebrating their 100th anniversary so congrats to you uh that let good stuff and wow yeah
2: a hundred years that's that's quite an accomplishment. hundred
1: years hundred years yeah. they, they were they were lighting off all the uh the red fireworks if you guys get to see the video all throughout the city. It looked really awesome. That's oh, they bad. also won their first trophy. So get on there. Uh oh, so back to Philipone. Here's Philippon too. So they played yesterday against again defending champs of Libertadores Palmetas, and they were ahead of them in the table and they knocked them off 2-0. So Philipone once again showing flexing those muscles. And this this put um I think they're in second place, if I'm not mistaken, in Brazil. So still got something to say, old uh, Gene Hackman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gene Hackman? Never
1: you don't know, know that joke? But because the whole thing was we, we had talked about it in Brazil when he was like coaching the national team. It's like, man, he looks like Gene Hackman. He okay. he shaved the mustache, but when he had the mustache, he definitely did. And then when he went to Chelsea for that, he he wasn't there for very long. But then it became a huge thing when he was coaching at Chelsea that he was Gene Hackman. Okay. Okay. Or like he, he looks right now he twin. currently
2: he currently looks like the the sergeant military sergeant in Independence Day. Um Oh that yeah what's that actor? I know who you're I talking about. I forget his name.
1: But yeah, I can't remember totally either. looks
2: like him. If if you
1: do a just, just do a Google for Gene Hackman Philip Powell and you'll, you'll you'll have some fun. That's all I got friends. I know people got to go. I got to get to see my family as well. So thank you for being here as always, Bridget and Rodrigo. Um, thank you listeners. Uh, we got the Patreon of course at, uh, patreon.com backslash MN football show patrons. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we love these contributions. So if you do join, guess what? They come on the show like this and you can also send us, uh, your recommendations or thoughts through the other means of social media and email all that good stuff. But yeah. Have a good week. It's a long weekend, so I hope you all enjoy your long weekend.
2: Yeah, uh, and uh, I will I'll make sure that as well. I'll make sure that we send out this tweet or retweet this thing, but um, in a friendly match, I don't know if you guys saw this uh, between is it Chile and Venezuela, uh a dog ran onto the field and all they wanted was boops and belly rubs. Yeah. It's probably Probably one of the best things that I've seen in soccer field in a while. I, I, put, up the, right. I put up
1: the video. I, I forgot to put it in the notes, but I put so,
2: up the video. But that was, was, that was grand. That's if you need if you ever need to pick me up, just go ahead and watch that video 20 times and you feel much better about humanity and all the other different things, especially if you're a dog.
1: So. Well said. Thanks, everybody.
2: Bye. No.